welcome to Friday Night Consultations. <laughs> so today we are having a consultation. <laughs> We're talking about parents. So we've decided that our question will be, how involved should your parents be in your adult life? So just as a, some form of disclosure, we have three members of our cast today that are very much involved with their parents so that we're going to have a bunch of different views and the rest of us are away from home. So there's also different views on that. So take it away, guys. How involved should your parents be in your adult life? Sorry, just a caveat. I love the way Shannon said you guys are living in your parents' houses. I didn't like say you were very in involved with their parents. I oh, that's what you say. Like uh, they are very involved with their parents. That was such a euphemism. Yeah, I was situation. saving money. Get in there, Dibs. That's very financially savvy people. The exchange rate is not cute. All right, hey. three of our cast members are saving money. So who wants to go first? Yeah, continue. Debs. On what premise? Like what, huh? throw throw a scenario, throw a premise that we can go for okay. against them. All right. Let me let me give an example. Um you guys, I don't know about you guys, but like when I go home. It's sometimes difficult. Like I get that the older you get, the more f- in inverted quote inverted marks, the more freedom you get. Lol. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So for you guys, what is like what are the basic rules when it comes to going out? And by going out, I mean as in like for leisure. Because I often the time of the day. To have that leisure, I'm talking about evening time. Like, you want to go for dinner? Oh, yeah, dinner. Go on a dinner yeah. Like, I think that depends on the, the different parental homes that you come, you know, that you come from. Um, and then I think there's also other things which can be involved. As a girl child mm. living in mm. Zambia, mm. where we do not mm. have street lights in the roads. It can be a little bit nerve-wracking to be a parent to allow your child to go out. Not necessarily because what they're doing is wrong or where they're going is the wrong place, but security measures. Um, there was a time that I was coming from work. I had an assignment. It was on a Sunday. So already there's not a lot of traffic on Sundays. And um, the assignment took a lot longer than expected. So I was leaving mm. the office at around 22, going to 23. Damn. Mm. At this time, you can see only like one or three other cars in the road. And then again, I said, there's no street lights. So like mm. where you're going might not be a problem, but considering the level of security that we have within the country, it can be a little bit, I don't necessarily think that it's always the case of your parents wanting to have freedom. I think sometimes it can be like legitimate um, safety concerns. Yeah. Then that's, that's when you call the elder from last week. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll behave. Yeah. 
That was a private conversation. Going back to what I was saying, I have a friend who found herself mm. working a lot of overtime and she was put in a situation where she was coming back from work, um, industrial site, at around oh. 23 midnight. And a man followed her, ne? Like every turn she took, every lane she changed, up to the point where like, and you're gunning it, but like there's no one there. To the point where now you have to start calling somebody because you're legitimately afraid for your life. You know, this is a time when like people die. And then because in Zambia we're professionals at drinking. <laughs> um, that's when all the clubs start opening and stuff like that. And you know, drunk driving in Zambia, we don't know what it is. We just drive anyhow. So I think sometimes it's a, it's more of an issue of safety. I think personally, I don't have a curfew, but then I don't think I've ever given anybody a reason to give me curfew. So I don't know, like maybe if I was more mischievous, I would have one, but um, personally, I don't have one, but just my own conscience says that he may be um, a little bit more respectful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But also you've got that national imposed curfew based on safety measures around you, right? So you don't want to be out too late. Yeah, that's what I was saying. And then on top of that, um, that the, the setup of your house, we used to stay like in, you know, like those, I don't know, like a townhouse is what you'd call it, eh? Yeah. And then like it was a gated situation. So like before you get into the, before you get into the, that the house gate, there was another gate for the compound. Ne? So it wasn't like a standalone house, but like where we are now, it's standalone. So let's say like, if you are out very late, you pose a risk, like if you're like very late hours of the night, somebody is following you, you're opening the gate, people are asleep, just safety issues. Really. Yeah. I think- But like where you are in Thailand, it might be a lot safer for you. Like even if you like your family was, yeah i was gonna say um like when you said uh, there's no reason like if maybe you're a bit more mischievous that you'd have a curfew mm -hmm. i think that factors a lot into it like for example i was randomly given a curfew one time but that was because i ended up what's that town next to um um just outside of lusaka on your way to chipata no that's no that's oh, pardon Rufunsa? No, it starts with a C. Chongwe. 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 Yeah. I randomly ended up at, in Chongwe at like 11 or 11 p.m. I can name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then after what that, I got. It was a lot. Hey, were you walking? And then you yeah. yeah. <laughs> Random. oh, walking. Like, randomly. Randomly. <laughs> but my friend and I. Like we were supposed to go home after a football match. And then we like we were supposed to pick up his driver on the way. Now the driver was lying about where he was. He was like, I'm almost there, boss. I'm almost there. Uh, yeah. yeah. We had to go pick him up from Chongwe. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, that's how the curfew got smart got smacked. But also, Devs, what you're saying about like a random random thing is that like um the amount of safety as girl childs that we have to as a girl child that we have to go through mm -hmm. all the questions are like a mm -hmm. lot higher than probably than boys exactly like the amount of things we have to carry in our purse 
Like I mm. said, keychain one day with pepper spray, like a Swiss knife. A solid tea. Mm-hmm. Versus for mm-hmm. guys, where like, they just go with their wallet and phones. Like, <laughs> that's not fair. So but I- then, you know, it's like the, the, the world that we live in. Because just today, I saw a news article about a baby, infant child being defiled, a baby. That's so messed up. <laughs> one one year, eight months. <laughs> you saw it too, eh? Yes, I did. I was actually listening on the radio. That's just messed up in all forms. The reality of the situation. So maybe like if you're being accompanied, I know that like when I used to stay outside um, growing up, my curfew was a little bit more lenient than it is now. Sorry, there's, by outside, you mean outside Zambia or outside yes. where? Pansi or? Outside Zambia. Okay. <laughs> All right. Outside Zambia. You have to. Parity. Parity. Never mind. It wasn't as much as it is now, in which they say, again, it's because of security issues. I mean, if you literally think about the way we have our houses, we have bars on our windows. Like you're like your oh, yeah. your house is literally a jail. <laughs> yeah. Minimum security. No, yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. With electricity, I mean, think about it. Mm. Yeah, that's true. With 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 those lights, what do you call those lights? Those on the outside that mm. shine those with every lights. movement. Yes. yes. <laughs> Shiny different. <laughs> <laughs> right, how about you as a as a man huh, in the parents' home? Yeah, what, what are your thoughts on this curfew thing? Do you have the curfew? How does it operate? Um I don't I don't necessarily have a curfew. Get in there. But he's a guy. Obviously, yeah, I mean I'm a guy, but you know, with parents, they'll always keep on, you know, they'll, 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 they'll to never settle down to say, okay, this guy is growing and whatnot. They'll, you know, they always worry. I think you can never mm. remove worry from them. So I guess for me, I think I have a flexible uh, time frame. So there are some times where if I think I'm going to be late or I'm going to be, let's say I'm going to stay out with my friends or be, because like usually I'll tell them uh, what I'll be doing. So I'll say, oh, I'll mm. be going for dinner with my friends. Or sometimes I prepare them like maybe a, a few days before. So I'll yeah. tell them, they say, okay, on Friday or on what, uh, me and my friends are planning to go go out eating or do, do, do whatever, whatever we'll be doing. But I would be transparent with them to say, okay, I'll be, oh, we'll be watching soccer. And then afterwards, mm. maybe there'll be a party or something. I think uh, if you're much more transparent, then their minds would be at ease. Mm. But now, that's the way it is with me. For, for, me, for boys <laughs> or yeah. yeah, But I haven't finished. I haven't finished. Can but then, but yeah. then I'm a I'm a guy, I'm a guy. I'm much more safer than a lady would 
like mm. you get the point right like That's for so me sad. yeah for me there's my, the percentage of me being defiled or being uh, raped is uh, much more less than a, a lady or a girl yeah. or, or the female folk if i may say so even with my with my younger sister is different the way they would treat my sister is different from the way they would treat me because of our different genders one gender is more likely to be you know less protected than the other gender i'm glad so i don't have a brother a question yeah. about gender gender things right so if your sister goes out with you are they okay with her staying out late that's what I'm saying. So when it comes to gender, they are not okay because first of all, she's 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 a she's a lady. So, oh man. so she's much more vulnerable. Huh? I have a question. Uh, okay, wait. Questions, please hold. I can't really get Lushomo. She's far away from from I the microphone. I am saying. Are your parents okay with your sister going out like the way you put it like if you tell your parents no maybe there'll be a party what are your parents okay with your sister going out with you So the, with me if she's with me they they could be okay because they know she's with me But if she's on her own for sure they'll be worried they'll be calling where have you reached where have you reached are you at the <laughs> corner are you <laughs> Can I ask now? Yes. Ah, yes, please, please. Yeah. Um, at home, we are all females. The only man in this house is my father. Then you have to go so... to practice with him. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, my question is like this, like that. People in this fora who, who have, you know, boys and females in your family dynamics as mutala is explaining how he's given like extra liberties like his sister i think if i had a brother and i'm mm. seeing given all of these extra quote unquote privileges um extra mm. freedom and independence i don't think it would sit well in my soul i understand why they do it because you know they have to explain it they had to explain it you know um because we're all females and stuff like that but like if you're saying one thing to me and you're letting somebody else do it the other way it's kind of like the situation how we encourage men to be men yeah, as they're playing games yeah. Yeah. but with girls they treat this? you like, like a flower hey uh-huh. yeah the whole patriarchy how do your parents, yes how do your parents deal with that like i just want to know like how to explain that away okay so okay. here's the thing right for me yeah. In, in in my family the way it is my brother is the only yeah. boy so it's different because it, i feel like maybe if there were two guys if i had maybe an elder brother for example right and he was yeah. going out and let's say he was like i'm taking my younger brother maybe it would be okay but i am the firstborn and i'm female so automatically yeah. i'm not getting those benefits of oh you can go out and you don't have curfew and all that stuff curfew is very mm-hmm. much there right I can't even take my younger brother and say okay I'm going with a guy so let's go out and have fun and what it it it, it won't work because my yeah. mom's going to be so paranoid and so worried <laughs> of all the things 
that could go wrong <laughs> and present yeah. them to you and it won't work yeah so it you you won't go out like that's just how it is and it's normal it's like okay it's fine so when you hear people saying oh no we went out um we went out for for let's say what dinner or something like that at like you guys were still out at 8 p.m you were still a oh, wow you guys were still mm-hmm. out at 11 <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> interesting yeah, my brother wouldn't be, he's not given, it's the same. He's not given those same privileges, or the privilege of saying, oh, because you're a guy, you can go out um, whenever it is that you want and that stuff. Actually, it probably might even be more strict on him because he's the only son. Yeah. So that yeah. dynamic of where you, where the boy child is in the middle sets up mm-hmm. a completely different, different picture for him. Yeah, different thing. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's interesting because like... That, I think that one... Oh, sorry. Please continue, Chan. I was going to say, that's interesting because for me, it's like the other way around because I've got not only one, but three. My sister, you, you have old, no chance. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I've got three boys. No chance. Above. <laughs> so everything that I've... <laughs> my chances of like just being... Zero. Zero. <laughs> This. It won't even be your parents for you. It's your brothers who'll be able exactly. to protect you. Exactly. And the thing is, well, I mean, it's it's safer being caught by them than my parents. Than parents yeah. yeah, I mean, when they catch me sneaking out. Because at least they'll cover up. Yeah. They'll and they'll blackmail you with it. Yeah. They'll do it. So it's better than my brother. But like, it's just interesting because like that dynamic is completely different to yours where your brother's being, is, is the middle. So it's, he's still not getting a chance if you're not getting a chance. Whereas for me, it's like, these guys were given, they could even, to the point where like, my mom, my brother would never say to my mom, I'm going out. He would give my mom a code word so that I wouldn't ask him if I could go with him. So my brother would say to my mom, we're going to go what? Uh, see a man about a horse, which means we're going to Chicago. <laughs> and we're going to hit up Sky Bar and all these other places. And my mom would look at him and just feel like, <laughs> and then he would go <laughs> and come back at I don't know what hour, but like for him it was easier than oh me see a man yeah. about a horse. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I, love I think it also. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I just want to say uh-huh. that I think for guys, re- regardless of where they fall in the in the sequence of the children or in the line, whether they're the middle child, last child, I think it, it it's based on age, really. I think if they, if, let's say, using Moore's example, right? So if Moore's brother was like 24, yeah, yeah you'd find that Moore will still be house-ridden, whereas for him, he'll be able to have that liberty to move up and down as he wished. So I think it, it age plays a big role as well in the way parents look at this and also capabilities of like protecting yourself per se. For guys, yeah, there's that. But maybe age is a bigger factor you could look into. For that although i had a different uh, question though maybe not question but comment i think based on what mutella was talking about right like telling his parents that he's gonna go out hang out with some friends and then go for a party right yeah uh, um it shows like when you get to that level your it shows a sense of maturity um yeah in the in us the young people because when we were much younger, when we wanted to go out, we were not so honest about things. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but we would lie. Lie, now, I'm going to go see Shannon. 
down the road, but yeah, and then you send Shannon a text telling not so my parents are coming to your place when you're going the opposite direction. <laughs> but then when you when you get to when you get to 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 this age where you can be um honest and then I'll try with your parents and tell, hey, look, I'm gonna hang out some mates. Um, I'm gonna go do A, B, C, D, and then I'll be back. It shows that you're honest, more sincere, and for them, they'll probably be most likely to to let you go. I don't know about girls. Um, I, I'm not so sure, and I can't speak on your behalf. Perhaps the girls can speak for themselves when it comes to But as guys, even though we're young adults in, in our parents' homes, we still get that liberty extended to us when we're honest and just say, hey, look, I just want to go do A, B, C, D. I'll be back. Well, sometimes you're going to say, can I take the car? But like, yeah, sure. The car that I haven't even put in a month. Take the car, then come back. Wow. Without a driver's license, where are you going with my car? <laughs> so, so I think it, it shows it also shows the level of responsibility and uh, I mean at least in guys right? maybe they're trying to cultivate that sense of responsibility sorry you said the word there responsibility yeah I think yeah I think they're trying to cultivate that responsibility in a guy like, yeah you go take care of yourself but then let's say you had the same age if I had a twin sister my age I don't think to go that same direction as well. Where they said, no, no, you can go and then come back whenever you come back, even though she's doing yeah. the exact same thing. I would. I don't think that will work out. I I'm don't wrong. think that will work out. First of I don't work like that. Uh-huh. I think that's I what... what you say. But then I think, firstly, if if your parents are comfortable with the people that Shomo. Shomo. Shomo, sorry. Can you just keep that thought in mind? You chopped Debs off. Oh. So Debs, do you mind going on? And then we'll get back to Sean. I was saying, um, I, I think also it really boils down to the type of parents that you have and the type of mm. relationship that you have with your parents. As yeah. a female child, um, okay, usually I, um, I'm more of a, I wouldn't say like I'm a homebody. I just don't think that Lusaka has a lot of things Zambian general has a lot of things for you to do mm, where you can yeah. just like always be out all the time unless you drink um or you're like in the nightlife partying type of thing uh-huh. Uh-huh. um there's not a lot of things that you that you can do so you the capital city yes Honey, it's dry it's dry Yes, and then like there's only so many times you can go horseback riding, go karting, watching the same movies which have come out like five years after the you wow. know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> temporary with the test of Osaka City people. Oh. Uh, imagine, <laughs> imagine, imagine in dollar. If you're talking about oh. Osaka, can you imagine dollar, car, way, oh my God. Okay, let's be honest, Mutale. When you come, I'm in the shop right, you do. <laughs> Cream donuts and a fancy. What was the question? The network is a bit bad. What did you say when I come? Well, when you come to Lusaka, what really do you do? A lot more than that. I usually <laughs> find myself working with my cousin. You, and then probably I just go for dinner. But otherwise, like you, like you were saying, there's I nothing think it's much probably correct. Except for movies. Do you feel good? If, if you're a chilled person, if you're a chilled person, there's nothing much to do. But if exactly. you're a person that drinks, that has That's a lot saying. of friends, 
what you haven't not even if you have a lot of friends like you you, unless you're always like but then anyways my point is like (laughs) i think it depends on the type of relationship that you also have with your parents um like if i'm going somewhere i'll tell them where i'm going uh, mm. not necessarily because like I'm, I'm asking necessarily for permission but just so that they, they just having that respect first of all I live with my parents um, so just having that respect that you live in somebody else's house and then mm. also for safety issues letting them know where you are you don't want something happening to you and then they start gallivanting the streets of Lusaka trying to find you some of these yeah. things and then like if I find that um, I'll take longer text them send them a simple message i'll be home a bit later sometimes they'll wake up sometimes they don't depending on how long um i've gone i've had like work engagements which have brought me home at like one in the morning and that is because they know mm. i am they know who i'm mm. with those types mm. of things so i think going to like what Mutali has said trying to build a relationship with your parents so you can be open and honest with where you're going mm. where you're going it just shows that you're responsible enough for that as well. Yeah. And it gives you more freedom. Because yeah. you can like hiding, hiding. Yeah. Those 16-year-old habits. No, please. I can't be having those now. Uh, Shoms, you had something to say earlier. I've forgotten. Ah, Shomo. I gave you explicit instructions, Shomo. Guys, you started talking about huh? lunch. Like, I, I forgot. What? what? I heard shop right in Cowboy. Bring <laughs> Donut in a Fanta. For God. Uh, guys. Uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, so. Oh, Shana, you want? Eh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was going to say, um, with, with that in mind, that's just like our freedom in terms of like going out and everything like that. What about our parents' involvement into things like relationships or <laughs> careers, <laughs> careers or work life? Are they, let's, let's, start, let's tackle one at a time. So let's deal with relationships first. Are they sponsoring your dates? If they are, I mean, <laughs> if they're sponsoring your dates, then they have to be part of that stuff. You can't just keep them out of it. Your money. What if they give you pocket money? That's them sponsoring your dates. That that is basically sponsored. So when I I don't know, if you work for them, if you work for your parents, say you work for your parents and they give you you a salary. No, they a wage. Let's call it a wage instead of a salary. Maybe that maybe that might be a salary might be really big, you know. So let's say they give you a wage, right? So you worked for that money. Do they still need to be involved in your relationship? No, that no. one's yours. No, that still one's still yours. My friend, I feel in him. Hi, they are your parents. Go for your date. If what? I'm saying just type that wage, take out offering, and then go for your date. It's your <laughs> money, that one. <laughs> Anything else, if, if it's handed down to you from them, from their pockets to yours, uh, they're sponsoring that relationship. They need to be in it. <laughs> Okay, so then let me get the question. The question is, how far should your parents be involved in your relationship? Yeah. To what um, extent, I guess? Yeah. Um, I think, <clears throat> personally, 
this is the way I like oh, yes. to explain it. Ne? Um, and and I quote, and I've said, my father has a wife. My mother has a husband. That is that word. And anybody that like I end up getting married to, I would really like them. I would really like it if you got along. Ne? That would be like a very ideal situation. Of course, I wouldn't want somebody who doesn't get along with my parents. But then at the end of the day, like when the wedding is finished, because we all know the wedding isn't yours. Ne? When their wedding yeah. has finished, it's you and it's the other you. person. Mm-hmm. I once was narrated a story by um, somebody and the story went something like this. There was a doctor and um, very beloved by his mother. And there was a specific lady that he wanted um, him to marry. And she pushed him and she pushed him and she would, he would always go and say, you know me, I don't want this wife. Me, I don't love this one. If only you knew her. But then like it got to him and he finally married her. And then a few months later, they realized and they found out she had AIDS and he had contracted mm. it too. And he died. <laughs> and he was the one who was sponsoring the whole family. That took hey. a whole turn. I wasn't ready. That went from zero to 100 real quick. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he contracted it. Well, what was oh. surprising is how casually the were narrated. Yeah. The end of that I know, right? <laughs> we were just <laughs> casually. He died. <laughs> and it's, true. it's a true story. Wow. <laughs> you should do student stories. So then the family was left was left anymore no one to take care of them no you know that one of those things where you have like one of that golden child who makes it out of the you know <laughs> and then he's supporting the you know black cat supporting the whole family and then yeah. you cause him to get because at the end of the day <laughs> it's like the two of you like the two of you you know and then like such decisions you're losing your life over such things and then i think also because I know like sometimes parents, they, they, they have like a vision of, of, you know, who they want, like you to get married, me. For example, like I remember sitting around uh, the table with a specific person whose name I should not mention, with their mother, whose mother was convinced that the doctor had to marry this specific individual. Luckily for her, it came, you know, it came to pass. But um, can you imagine like all that pressure and then you end up marrying somebody that you don't like? Yeah. You know, to this yeah. part is a very long time. What if he decides to live until 150 years of age? Hey. <laughs> hey. <They're> all together. <laughs> and then we don't all like them. They're stuck together. No, yeah. But I think like having, having your parents um, uh, chip in in terms of like advice and like, mm-hmm. like more of a counselor role is important because should you marry that person that's going to be their their son or their daughter and so though you'd like them to be part of that decision making into who you're adding into this family um it'd be good if they could get along uh, but if that mutual respect is there like he respects them and vice versa and they don't see him to be um someone that will cause you harm because what they want for you well and truly if they're god-fearing parents uh, they, they want what is best for you at the end of the day. Um, before we put the feelings aside. Hmm? 
how do you determine that? Because, for example, the way that Moore's mom knows you is different than the way Moore knows you. What mm. parents see from the outside, of course, they can pick yeah. up on certain behavior aspects, but you don't yeah. know them same. The yeah. same way that doctor knew who this lady was from the beginning. Mm. But the mother is totally oblivious to that because people show when you're in a relationship, you can't, um, you can only hide certain things for such for such a period of time. Mm. Oh, you can true. only wear that yeah. for certain, you know. But when you're presenting yourself to your significant other's parents, you 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 oh. you step with your best foot, ne? Always, yeah. always your best. Like, so best how yeah. are you able? How like? How can I? You get what I'm trying to say? I, I get I get what yeah. you're saying, and I think that I think I mentioned it in my response. If the parents are God-fearing parents, um, and that, that's where it comes in because they won't just be looking at the individual. They'll probably be praying for you, asking God, is this a great guy for our daughter? And that will be going on. And of course, it's still like a coin toss, 50-50, unless God himself comes and says yes, or he gives you signs the way he gave for <laughs> Rebecca and, and Isaac. If, if there are no signs like that from the Lord that your parents can say, but this thing is from the Lord, um, it's it's very difficult, even for them. So they'll probably find it difficult for you to continue into that relationship to, to get to a point of marriage. But I think I'm prayerful. Sorry, sorry to chip yes. in. Before you forget, I think I've uh, liked how you've brought in uh, Rebecca and them. Huh? Isaac. Uh, mm. Yeah, Isaac and them. So now you find that parents, the, the ladies' parents will test you because they know. Uh, somehow, because you know they've they've been married for a long time, for sure. They are experienced in marriage and whatnot, so they definitely would tell, or they would have that word, you know, intuition. You know, that's intuition. One <laughs> time, about the person that uh, their daughter, especially with the daughters, about the uh, the person that their daughter is going to get married to. So they, I think they will they would give you tests or they would observe you, they would put you on observation. How is How does this guy behave in such a way? Especially the father. Oh, how does this guy, yeah, especially the father. How does this guy we make his money? Oh, what? Like, he will try mm. and test you in different ways, even in conversations. Like, oh, yeah. you know, just even just from a simple conversation, I think the father, the father would know to say, okay, this guy is well-informed or this guy is a serious guy. What, what, what? Even the way you make jokes, I think parents can tell. But apart yeah. from that, like even what uh, Deborah was saying, a person can, you know, can pretend, but mm -hmm. to a certain extent, parents would know to say, I think this person is, is full of pretense. And even yeah. the, the background check as well, they'll do a background check on you. It's, it's not just you doing a background check on your, on your partner, but even your parents will do a background check. They'll ask, who are the, who are the parents? What do mm. the parents do and whatnot? I probably they would even want to judge you from where you come from, how your parents are, what your parents do, and whatnot. There's a there's a lot involved. There's really a lot yeah. involved. And just continuing uh, in that trend of thought, I, I think we don't give our parents enough um, credit when it comes to this aspect. They they know people, like 
they've got a lot of experience in growing up. You know, it's like, why old people in a village, they don't have degrees in anything, but what they know is what they've seen around. They've gathered all that knowledge. That's what accumulates and then becomes wisdom later on. They have people skills. So if, if someone is carrying themselves in a certain type of way, they have probably seen that before and they'll be able to tell you using uh, good judgment and wisdom, say like, that guy, be careful. He, he speaks like he's, uh, he's got a double tongue or be careful for this, be careful for that. And, and that advisory role plays a very, very important role. I think we, we can trust them with the advice just on the fact that they have so much experience. Uh, they've lived, mm-hmm. they know what marriage is. They know what people are like. They've seen friends get into marriages. That are bad. You, you, I'm sure you've heard stories from them when say, oh, such and such a person, she got married to so-and-so, and then this happened, and then that happened. All of those stories are not just stories for, for us to just like, yo, marriage can be scary, or things can go bad in marriage. But they, okay. they are able to, to relate knowledge and information that they've accumulated over many, many years. And therefore, it's, it's, we, we need to give them just that respect to know that they've got so much experience in terms of like dealing with people, they know certain people. There, there's very little under the sun that they probably have not encountered that will come before them, that will be very new uh, before them. But just looking at experience and people, they're probably a good, uh, char- they're good judges of character when it comes to that. And just based on that, it's good enough to give them that credit. And then if they're God-fearing parents, even, ah, guys, to be wise to listen, very, very wise to listen to them. Alan, even when they're sponsoring your relationships. Yeah. Alan and, and everyone else, in the terms of like the stuff that our parents pick up in our relationships, um, a random oh. question. If you guys, let's say, found the one, right? And you, yeah. you feel like this person is the one, you feel like he ticks all your boxes. Let's say he's a God-fearing mm. man and everything. Mm. Um, he doesn't sing in a quartet, so he's safe at church. <laughs> doesn't sing tenor or bass. Yeah, hey, he doesn't, doesn't sing tenor or bass. So you know he's not going to cheat on you. The baritone. Yeah. We don't see those guys. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh-huh. he ticks all your lists. He ticks. He ticks everything, right? For you personally. Yeah. You go home and you believe. You're like, all right. I I feel like my parents will like this guy. Whatever. But your parents yep. see something that you don't. Let's say they realize maybe he doesn't come from a very good family in terms of like how his parents raised him. Like maybe they believe his parents are not, don't have the right kinds of morals in mind and whatever. And they say no to you. Which I mm. think, I mean, it's in a lot of, what do you do? If you believe this is the one, your parents don't. You prayed about this? You've prayed about this, but what has you done? Fasted about it. Yeah, like all those questions Dave is asking. Yeah, also, that's true. The, sometimes I ask myself, the, we're dealing with parents. Let us answer. Let us not also, Let us answer on parents. No, like no, that's it's it, it's no, it connects. It's the same it thing. It, oh, it's all culminated. Yeah, it, it's it's all, it all comes together. Okay, let's put the situation as you have prayed. Everything has been done that is supposed to be done, but then God, like your parents, are just like, no, not this one. I think yeah. there could well, be two possible need... things involved. Yeah? I've got the simple answer, guys. It, it could be a situation answer. where 
you know sometimes that saying until love is blind is it that you like you're not seeing it because of how much you like the person or like what they're seeing is like it it, it doesn't exist completely because then if it doesn't exist completely just marry the person maybe it's not such a peripheral view then maybe you're not yeah, seeing what they're talking about yeah we're, we're, we're not as wise our experience is very shallow but then guys just think about it this way uh-huh yeah i have a question though so more i think when you when you give that type of a question right um i think of the after more before i can make the present decision so let's say my parents don't like this girl mm-hmm. and they want to marry her which family will she be accepted in because if i marry her i want my parents to accept her and if they don't like her from the get go and they don't want to be affiliated with her to make her life miserable even in our marriage like marriage is not an isolated factor just the two of you go and make live on your own virgin islands and you're safe no it, it's not like that so if if it's going to cause problems even in the marriage why do you want to continue with that because marriage is supposed to be a harmonious thing right um when the two families come together it's supposed to be peaceful harmonious you're going to create more problems for yourself because marriage in itself sometimes can be difficult so you don't add more of those issues before you even get married you get unless you do what but you what think? is what is the problem that the parents are having with her that's another important question to ask because if it's, it's like a, that's why i asked yeah. what is the like what is the situation like if you've prayed as about different type of situation or what I, do you I just prefer yes. try maybe you don't want to be in a relationship you don't mm. want your child to be in a relationship with someone from a different culture like if that is trivial you get but yeah. then at the same as much as it is something that is trivial it's something that when you get married eventually it's so going to happiness because then everyone in your family is going to be if your parents are against the fact that you're marrying someone who's from a different tribe or culture for example and we're saying the, the parents are they're, they're christian mm. exactly so then you question a lot then of things that are going to happen christianity like, because we were all yeah. saved by the same blood that yeah. that's why it goes back to having having it goes back to what alan mentioned of um god god fearing parents you have to as of god fearing parents but also at the same time if you are getting married i'd like to believe that you have the capacity you have the maturity for it mm-hmm. you are level headed as well for it to make your own mm-hmm. decision and not just be wooed around by everything that your parents say because yeah parents are given to us by god to guide us god fearing parents right but at the same time we need to understand that they are also just human beings So we don't have to take all these things into consideration. Listen to the advice that they have. Try and see that what which they're saying. Look, this person, this is a problem. If it's something like you can't marry into that tribe, ask them why. If they tell you why and it still doesn't make sense, then find a common ground. Because getting married into a different tribe, not being allowed to get married because you're getting married into a different tribe, that's ridiculous. That doesn't make Very sense much. unless there's there's a proper valid reason for it maybe that tribe all of them are your family members so it's incest <laughs> but if that's not the case they're, then they're all children of god so then how is there a problem the conversation to have with the rents 
conversation you need to have with them. But yeah, like all things considered, at the end of the day, you need to talk again. Yeah, yeah. I, because I, mm-hmm. there was a couple which I've seen. Um, she was from India, and yeah, he was black. I have all these huh? stories. I know things. I'm a picket. Huh? Yeah, I was about to say Debs, Debs, Debs. That's um, MP things, Debs. I can't be telling us counseling session issues here. Right, no, go. those are not counseling issues. I'm trying to right, say that. Okay. Like, you kid. You go places. Oh, all right. Then there's action in NSK. <laughs> and he was an African. He was an African person. This was not in Lusaka. And they they met while they were working in a, in the same place and they fell in love. And there was outrage from her side of the family, you know, Indian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then a black man. The parents were not vibing that nah, to the mm-hmm. point where like, you don't want we don't we don't we don't like to the point where you're almost disowning somebody, nah. okay. but they still got married anyways. Um and Fortunately for their situation, the parents came around. But um, I think when you are finding yourself in a situation, I think you really have to look at what is the point of marriage. Um, yeah. I love here on earth, your, 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 prime, your prime purpose on earth here is to serve God and to win yeah. souls. And, if you're, and, and when you're getting married, you're getting married to somebody because you, you feel like and you know that you can do or fulfill your purpose better with that person. Yeah. And if that is the case, nah, don't let other people be used by the other, you know, the devil. That's all I have to say about that. We're coming to those ones. We're coming. I'll pass by. Those agents of the devil, they need to be dealt with. Sorry. <laughs> Before your question. Yeah, go ahead, Alan. So, sorry, Debs just said something and I have to get this off my chest. Guys, you know, we, we, we need to, 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 to stop tolerating uh, statements from the devil that have become custom and tradition in certain aspects of life. Mm. Example, when you're getting married, right? You've heard yeah. those people that come and give speeches at your wedding and say, you know, you must enjoy the first three months of your marriage because that's the honeymoon phase. And then after that, things will get hard. Those are agents of the devil. When God created marriage, he did not say the first three months should be perfect and then the rest should mm. be hard. He yeah, didn't intend for it to be that. one week can be hard. He, he, he didn't say, I'm, I'm, I'm blessing this institution that it might become difficult for my people. After he did not months. create it for that. He didn't create it for that. He, he didn't say... Oh no, uh, for better, for worse, for trials and tribulations only, for difficulty mm. and poverty and suffering. No, he didn't. He wanted marriage to be a blissful and honorable institution. And that's what yeah. it's meant to be. So when you are there at your wedding, you're getting married, and then someone comes and says, I'm telling you, I would like to wish you the best in your marriage. Ah, I tell you, my brother, don't wish us. Don't wish us. We've already spoken to the man above who's blessed this thing. We are going to have a great marriage. And then it goes on because if you read the spirit of prophecy about these things in terms of like marriage and Adventist home, there are certain things that we do that make marriages difficult. 
And these are things because the devil plays on our minds and uses his, his demons to work over time to distort the perfect union of marriage. For example, Shomo, you're married. Let's say I'm married to my brother, right? You're married to him. And, and my brother has a bad habit. He's got a fault. He's got a weakness that he does. So Shomo, I come to you and I was like, hey, Shomo, how's Victor? Then you come and tell me, ah, Victor. This guy, he, he puts socks on the doorknobs doesn't clean after himself he does all these things and you start telling me all these negative things about him what happens i carry that negativity i'll go back home and tell my wife ish babes victor yo 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 before you know it the whole community knows about victor's evils and his problems and we'll all be talking about them and at some point in time yeah. victor is going to hear those issues from outside but let's say you go shoms and now you don't you're not telling me you're telling one of your girlfriends like hey girls they're asking shoms how's your relationship been? Oh, Victor is such a pain. One of those girlfriends might be taking notes. Yeah. Your pain that Victor is giving you could be her blessing. Mm-hmm. You must shaka you and take your man before you know it. <laughs> now, these things, no, guys, these things. And, and Ellen White, the, the spirit of prophecy tells us that your partner's heart should be the grave of all your faults, and you likewise mm-hmm. to them. So let's say Victor has got issues. When he tells you his issues or when you see his issues, they end with you, Shomo. They end right there. And Shomo, when you have your issues and you tell him of your issues and he sees those faults, he sees those weaknesses, they end right there with him. They don't go beyond that. So when someone comes and asks you, Shomo, how's your marriage? You ought to say, it is wonderful. It is blissful. It is blessed. None of those issues. Because the moment those issues come out, you're Shomo. Marriage will be a pain. Marriage will be a problem. And this is like one example of the things that God has taught us to do and told us to do, but we don't do. This is how you find uh, mothers-in-law are hearing issues because maybe their sons told them or they, they, somebody told them about what's happening in their children's family. And this is how family issues tend to be. And marriage becomes even harder than People say it's supposed to be. Then it becomes really difficult for you guys to get through your marriage because we're not really hearkening to what God told us. If only, if only we listened to what God told us and did it, our marriages would be different. It would be a bliss. Because he did not create these things to be problematic for us. He did not create them to be burdensome. He did not create the institution of marriage. You meeting a partner that you want to spend eternity with to become an issue or a ball, or something that can even make you get further away from him. So, Shannon, if someone stands up at your wedding and says, Shannon, yeah, marriage is hard. We're turning off their mic. I promise you. We're not going to allow such people to, to come and start dropping curses on your wedding or on your marriage before it starts. But thank you, guys. I'm done talking. I've taken it off my chest. Whew, that felt good. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask... Um... When, at what age or when did you guys ever realize that your parents are human, are human beings as well and they make mistakes? That what? At what point in your life or at what age did you realize that your parents are also human beings and they make mistakes? So, sorry, just an observation. Shannon? Yeah? Have you noticed when you talk, you, like, you decline in volume and intonation at the end? Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, let me ask you again. At what point? Yeah, with power the whole way. Correct. Right. Yeah, At what point? Let's go. Did you realize? 
you mm. that your parents were not human I've even forgotten the question <laughs> that your parents were human, human beings. beings yes that, that was so much better than before okay. yeah <laughs> anyone wants to take that I don't know I think for me the first time I, there was a time that something that had happened and I didn't do it and I kept saying I didn't do it but mom really believed that I did you know mm. and at that point I realized I was like you know okay she, she's really just a human being like it, it, it leaves your mind of oh the, these parents are like gods because that, that's how we see parents when we're young when we're kids that your parents are like Christ to you and even I think um family one of these LNGY things we're talking about that our our parents are the closest thing to God or to Christ and the way Christ loves us and the relationship we should have with so Christ to us but then there's a point where sorry saying the the closest representation to a child of who God is of who God is yes they are the closest mm. representation yeah so when you get to a point where you know you feel like oh maybe here i wasn't really treated fairly which happens because it's expected they're human beings but ish that first time that it hits you i think it's really painful i think for me that was this like that was when i was probably what 14 13 14 yeah but you know the, you know the very interesting thing though once you begin to realize that, I don't know, it changes the relationship because then you see each human being. Yeah. You get so the relationship changes. You it, it it's supposed to get better because then you understand, and I need to be comfortable enough from that point to tell my parents that, oh, look, I didn't do this, you're wrong. And they need to be um the examples that they are and actually apologize in that moment and say, oh, okay, you were right, we were wrong, you know? I think that's the issue that um, a lot of parents struggle with because you have this notion of parents are always right. But if, if you have that relationship and you've developed that relationship with your parents from a very early age and, you know, then you know, it works, and, mm. you know, it works. Uh, that's an unstructured terms. <laughs> Yeah, at times it's a non-starter. At times it's a non-starter because because of the mentality of I am your parent and I am right and you are wrong. That's usually the mentality that's there. And sometimes I think they do it out of out of just being protective and not wanting to mar the their image. You get? Mm-hmm. How can a parent be wrong? Next time, how will you see them? There's there's the, all that pride. That's the in I'm the parent and you're just the child. Yeah, I think that's what yeah. is. Huh? Mm-hmm. I was saying I think that oh, is... I did hear perspective. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Shannon. I keep cutting you. I think there's a lag somewhere. Wait, who's going first now? Oh, okay. Decide between you and Mutale. All right. Mm-hmm. I was saying I think that's um just that that whole pride issue i think that comes a lot from just the fear of being a parent of having to actually guide a whole person's life it can be daunting and scary so i think over time like of course there, there'll be an element of pride where it's just like but i've been doing this so well like i've been raising this child 
well for the past few years how can i be wrong here like how is it i yeah. can't there's no way i can be wrong because i can't be wrong this needs to be right like my child needs to like you know go on the right path and everything i can't be wrong in this situation so i think that comes out from a from a point of fear sometimes that pride mutale what are you saying the non starter so sorry guys um um i'm talking to someone sorry okay maybe can i i can add my 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 story on how i realized that my parents are not heroes mine is not as great as moors but i can share with you guys so um it, it wasn't my parents directly but a sibling of my father's so my uncle he asked me to 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 he, he had to do some photocopying some documents and he couldn't get that done so uh, at home we had like a photocopy machine and so he came over and said hey maybe could you could you please help me photocopy these things i need to submit some documents I'm like sure and the documents he gave me those were his um grade 12 results no grade 11 grade 12 results as well as like his uni results ah guys and <laughs> i saw those grade 11 results 12 results is like ah and first of all this uncle he's you know that thing when your parents are shouting at you when you've done something wrong the one is i didn't fire that one mm mm-hmm. after all you did abc he was one of those and mm-hmm. and i was photocopying these grades and i was like ah you know whenever you're looking at your academic life your parents are they tend to must get 100% nothing more nothing was those are my parents and then i'm looking at his brother's results and i'm like ah ah ah, ah. then why does he even shout at me like after and from that moment that moment it, it it opened my eyes to just know that yeah these, these are not like as as in high, i did not put them, let me not say i didn't put them in high regard but i i then realized that yeah they they are human too they make mistakes yeah. and they just want us to do better than they have done and that's how they put up yeah. this perfect persona to say that they were perfect in academics or they were perfect in this they put that out so we can do much more as a way of inspiring us but sometimes that's not right we also learn from mm-hmm. mistakes i personally i learn better from other people's mistakes so if they could share more of the mistakes maybe i could learn so much more and be better than what they were yeah yeah Debs, when did you realize your parents are human um, I sorry, so please mute. Yeah. Sorry, so yeah. Um, we'll respond to that brother in the back. I think um the the relationship between a mother and a daughter is very complicated. So it 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 it, it took less time for me to um to see the human side of my mother then it did for me to see like the human side of my father kind of <laughs> though like um for me my father's like the number one i'm a daddy's girl name so to me he's he's pretty perfect but um i think it was like at a at a, at a younger age cuz i was naughty when i was younger So yeah that didn't work so I'd say maybe that was around 11 9 7ish that that area 
Okay. I was young. Huh? That's young. Debs <laughs> was observing her parents. Just you checking know, them out. When you don't talk a lot, you see a lot of things, you know?
Now all of a sudden, yeah. like you want brand new phones, new clothes, new hair, new oh, hair. Sorry, I'm just money for rent, money for an air ticket. Like I, yes, you. <laughs> and it's not like small prices, like small payments. These are pretty hefty payments. Mm-hmm. Like if you're looking at, I want a phone. What which phone do you want? They even ask you nicely, thinking that you bring up something reasonable. Now I want an iPhone 12. Thanks. thousand dollars right there. I think I asking. It becomes yeah. more expensive also because then now you've grown. You know, when you're young, you're your parents' yeah. child. When you're older, you're still your parents' child. But then the thing but is, not really. you the love into a being of your own, right? You like mm. a different color from your parents. You like different taste in music. You have a different taste in food. You have a different way of dressing. You have a different, you're, you're, you, you're more of yourself you're a blend of your mother and your father so you can't really say i am my mother's child biologically yes but in terms of identity and all that it's very difficult for you to be in say that so all these things come with like huge expenses when we're talking financially they affect other things as well in life but when we're talking even relationships with parents they also do it also does affect um that as well because then parents who struggle to let go of the fact that you are growing as an individual, like you're big, right? They are failing, they're struggling to accept the fact that you're your own being. And this is not how you do things, this is how you do things. They struggle to, to adjust to that fact. And that affects the relationship between the parent and the child or the parents and the children. And when you are, um, in terms of financially, if you're still living in your parents' home, like say, you know, if I want a specific dress, for me, that's a need for me. But for my mom or my dad, that's not going to be a need for them. They're, they're, they think, they're thinking of taking care of me. And for me, that then eventually might, eventually, that eventually might get frustrating. You get? So, um, yeah, growth also brings about its own issues. Being your own individual eventually brings about its own issues as well. As you're talking about um, the thing with, like, money and stuff i've just remembered what my situation was like with um finding out my parents were human i remember it was actually when my dad said that there was something that we couldn't afford or something like that and then two weeks later i found like i found he had purchased something that we didn't need so like it's like they had the money but then they used it on something very stupid and then i was just like but that's irresponsible don't you think I feel like you're adults, right? Shannon, you're as a child. I'd like to see your kids, Shannon. Pray that you find a sensible lad. Because if you find anything with a hint of you, you're just like, mm. it will be, be the Kamakungo. Like, what do you call the Kalilu? Is it Gabriel Union's kid of our generation? Kavia James. Kavia. That was just like, ah. Mm. The forever auntie baby. But, but then, like, talking about parents, though, um, it's interesting that we discover that um, they're human at that age. But then we, when we get older, or as we get older, we also start seeing life from a bit of their perspective, and we become more understanding when they say, no, we can't afford that, or no, uh, we're not going to do this. And we actually... I don't know about you guys, but sometimes um, 
you tend to to resonate with them and you you have what's the right word empathy i think that's right empathy over some mm-hmm. situations that they go through um yeah whether it's financially or emotionally when you see your parents are stressed like when we were young we didn't know what stress was i mean we lived life you know probably going yeah. discussing the room thinking about Think stress everything <laughs> Hey, I'm generalizing here. Deborah, you're stressed from man, you're sure. Deborah was born stressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but let me leave it there. I but, think she was born, she was like, eh, ah, where? And she was just I observing think. them in the corner. But <laughs> sorry, Jeff, let me just wrap this up and then I get to you. Uh-huh. But we, 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 we get to understand them more and empathize yeah. and sympathize with, with what they're going through uh, to a point that we understand each other and we can converse, we can, we can share our thoughts or our, our, our two cents of knowledge and wisdom on the matter. If they even ask, well, what do you think about this? Or how do you think you can do we, we We share that and, and that's growth. And no one tells you that you've grown up to a point where you can actually do that. It just comes in naturally and intrinsically as, as we get through life and then mm. get older and start seeing um, from a bit of their perch where they see yeah. uh, life and how they see it. Yeah. Debs. No, I was saying that, well, I had two points. I think that um, I started like understanding and realizing that my parents were human at a young age because I'm a firstborn. When you have mm. your first child, you do a lot of hit and miss, ne? <laughs> I don't know if any of you can relate, but like you see certain 100%. things that your parents did to you that like they don't do to the siblings after because they they, they know better now, you know. Huh. There was a lot of yeah. things that my parents did to me uh, that they didn't First do. First so are experiments. They're, yes, they're yes. Trial yes. and And then by <sighs> the time the second, fourth, fifth child, they got it, you know, down pat, me. And then, like, the other thing is um, not necessarily that I understood, like, the value of a dollar, but living in a foreign country, like, with your parents, like, where you see, like, your parents are working, like, multiple jobs, and, like, you don't see your parents mm-hmm. for, like, extended periods of time because they're out working, kind of puts things in perspective. Like, I remember, like, when I was, like, like younger, you know, like, your parents, they dress you and stuff. My mom, she likes dressing us in a specific type of way. My mom is extra. So like all the other parents would send their children with like converse, some jeans. Mom would be there, you know, like similar to like butter shoes. Like those little mm. girl shoes, those ka black ones with the ka mm. strap behind it. You would put the white stockings with the ka ruffles around the edge. <laughs> those ones are lace. Yes. <laughs> those ones are lace. Maybe like a like a cut like this like this, and then she would tuck in the shirts. Hey. With two my bows in your head. <laughs> 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 Yeah, like you want, and then you'll be asking mommy, mommy, I want this and this. Mm. And then like again, you're seeing that like they're spending so much time and effort trying to dress you in like other things and things like that. So I think I started seeing a lot of it at a younger age because of like certain experiences, but also primarily being the firstborn. They make they make mistakes. Their first child. Mistakes. Um, um, mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's just like, yeah, oh, okay. goodness. And it's not even fair. There's no, there's no, what's the word? There's no reparations. Like once the dead bone is being like yes. left to be themselves. None of that. No, you cannot. No, none of it. But yeah, I think. And what's even heartwarming to think of all this, um, whatever De- what Dev was talking about in terms of like them doing everything that they can. It's mm-hmm. basically all that they're doing is they're, they're giving themselves, sacrificing a lot, putting us mm-hmm. before their own needs that we may have a better life than they did growing up. This is why you don't go around just having children in here. Hey, children, they are. You don't just go around having children in here. They're cute little boys and look at and all that stuff, but then when they cry, get fussy and what what after you teach them. When you want to watch your movies and sleep, give them back to the parents. Like, there, Mm -hmm. get your baby, ma'am. Here's your child. Mm -hmm. Those are big issues. Yeah, Shannon. Sorry, we've. I think we moved off the tangent of your discussion. We wanted controversy, but it's ended up being like a parent appreciation. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, Uh, I think. controversy but that actually realize how like we give our we give our parents a lot of of health sometimes but to be honest they're just trying their best i was going to i was going to ask about toxic parents but then i feel like Mm. i don't know i feel like that could be controversy but i feel like with with all our relationships with our parents they've all had their highs and their lows but they all come from love so Mm -hmm. yeah I think in, again, in their own, you, yeah, in their own, I think the ways and perspectives. Yeah, I don't think any one of us can come out and say, "Oh, my parents don't like me." Yeah, or, or my don't parents are toxic. Enough for me. Yeah, t- toxic demonic human beings. I mean, there are moments. There are moments yeah. when they've 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 yelled at all of us, like each one of us in this group, and our parents are probably. And you, I guess most of us have had that. <laughs> Um, let's just go look for birth certificates because no, yeah. it's too much they shout. But then yeah. at the end of the day, looking back now, it's like, oh, you know, I was wrong in that moment. Mm. I actually was. But I just didn't want to accept it, you get? Okay, and but sometimes... Someoneness mm-hmm. that's in me, that came from both the parents, didn't want to see it. <laughs> so when you begin to <laughs> look back in retrospect, you look and you're like, okay, you know, at the end of the day, it was really just for my upbringing. If today I collapsed, the first person or the people that would worry the most would be my parents. Yeah. Yeah. So, children yeah. don't come with an instruction manual. So, like, the moment you have this child, they just freestyling. Of yeah. course, yeah. you can say, like, the Bible and stuff, but there's a lot of nitty gritties. All of us in this group, I think Shannon's one that got a refined set of parents. Um, yeah, for time. All of us, yeah, because once I have my name, we got parents raw, yeah. inexperienced, and feel that it's not degree. But you know, when and you then, think about it, Shannon is the man. last born, right? She's the last yeah, born. She, it's just as hard for lastborns as it is for firstborns because especially in shannon's case because for her one she's the only girl and after a very long time she's the only girl so for her her parents are i think shannon's parents would probably be more strict on her 
than they would be on their firstborn because they're just trying to keep her like that hen. Like, mm. you know, I've heard my parents say, especially my mom, and you understand because Daza is her handbag. So I've heard my parents, uh, my mom make statements like, this Naza, she's not going to be in university far away for what, for um, what you call is for boarding, like you're boarding in university. And then, you know, you think about it and you're like, eh, She's the last bond. Yeah. Like, there's nothing you can do about that. There's that special bond and that special connection that she has with her last, her last yeah, baby. That's her baby. I think that's coming out of refined parenthood. The first ones, they sent them off to Thailand. They like five thousand kilometers away without a care in the world. And like, then they found they out why they practiced that on us. So when Shannon's getting that extra love care and attention yeah. come from refined parenthood they've seen but they, they you know the boys are like yeah. you know yeah. what i find really interesting um in terms of my siblings and that difference in um last born and first born for me my mom and i share a very interesting relationship because she often feels very frightened with me being a, the only girl child so for me i'm the first for her my dad is just like okay i'll be overprotective until the day i die like there's no going anywhere <laughs> But funny mm-hmm. now, with the my brother, he shares the more last born privileges instead of being the last in in terms of being the last boy. So the two of us have always seemed to be getting that privileged attention, and mm-hmm. like that buttery, oh my children and everything. While the other two, they were shipped off to the US, and no one no one has seen them since. <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> experiment one and two they are lost can you please find them yeah like it's that kid if i like my mom my mom calls my sister almost every other day Mm. Every other day. Mine, they call mine every day maybe sometimes even three times a day i find that interesting parents (laughs) every day what do you guys talk about eh Checking on you. <laughs> what do we talk about? I'm the same for hours. Hours. Wow. Hours. <laughs> That's interesting. A whole month. The whole month could have passed. Yeah. And then so they, they can forget you. The whole month. <laughs> after, after they've forgotten you, then you call them like, guys. They didn't check on me like, ah, but you're okay. You could have phoned us. I could have been I'm the dead. one who's calling. Wow. I'm the one who's calling here. Yeah, you you didn't bother to. After you. Yeah, you have a phone. Why don't you call? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, there's, there's that level of those dynamics. They're interesting, though. Um, interesting. And then there's, as a firstborn, you, you come to a point where you realize that you're the second parent or a second set of parents. And, and this responsibility just creeps up on you. Um, I don't know when you guys get older. Yeah, I don't know when you guys notice that or whenever it's that responsibility like assumed itself upon you. But you're you're growing up with the siblings. The first time they left, they left, they yeah. left me home. Next thing you're the one responsible for these other beings that you do not dictate their existence. You just have you have to take care of them as well. And it's that first day. It's that first day that they decided that you are going to stay home and we're going to leave you guys with no adult beyond the firstborn. That day, that uh-huh. was your responsibility. That's when it entered. 
did you ever go to school with all your siblings? I mean, firstborns here. I feel like for me, mean? that's when I realized. What do you mean? Like, would you all go to the same school together? Like, oh, yeah. Always. No. We yeah, have never been like to the same me. school. Until grade, grade 11 and like Yeah. I, I went to yeah. school with my sister, primary school. I think that's when I realized that I should need to take care of somebody other than just myself. She would come like, ah, I don't have lunch. Like, no, what do you mean you don't have lunch? Like, where, where did we go? Or, or things like, oh, someone's bullying me and things like that. That's when you start assuming those responsibilities. Unknowingly, you just think you're being an older brother. The more siblings that's they are, the more family. responsibility you get. Yeah, I think also as you start to get older, especially like with the African setting, you are and oh, yeah. and you're as you're getting older, you start to realize your parents are getting older. So then you start to mm. think about other things, you know. How will life be for my parents after like you know they've officially yeah. retired? Mm. Um how are you know will they be comfortable? Will the income be the income generating from you know other properties, real estate be enough? That type of thing, you know. Like if you ship them off to the farm, you know, as you're getting older, the diseases and the illnesses start creeping up. So you oh, see, yeah. you know there's a lot of mm, a lot of things that start keeping you up at night. Yeah, and that's when you begin to look at yourself and your age when you start questioning okay so what have i personally contributed aside just asking for food <laughs> yes like what have yeah. i done that can contribute then, towards that and then i think, I think at that point mm-hmm. the things you start asking and requesting for your parents they like you are you had reference like maybe like you might see a dress somewhere next but then, mm. like, uh, you might bug your parents a lot for it because for you, it's, like, really important. But then some of these things make you think twice. Like, for example, yeah. my parents, are, they're, they're, what's it? they have a farm. They've shifted farms. So they're in the process of developing it. Yeah. So then, like, you start thinking, should I spend this money on a phone? which can probably mm. like buy me a down payment on land or should I help them put a boho at the land? You know, you're know, like the, the things that getting, you know, I think you become more selfless as you, well, depending well, on. I actually have an interesting question there. Wow. I've got a lot of thoughts yeah. in my mind. So let me just put them <laughs> properly. Oh, let me break them down into multiple questions. I think talking. Okay. guy, can you actually go can you do with yourself, Uh But yeah, so guys, uh-huh. um, some of the thoughts, some of the thoughts um, are, I think when, when, when they're getting older, the parents, I think even the, the types of gifts they give will probably reflect mm-hmm. that. Um, if you, we become more thoughtful with our giving. Um, if you stumble across information or you're having a chat with them and you discover that they don't have like retirement plans or pensions or 401ks and you notice mm-hmm. okay maybe they struggle to get it or they had it then they use it for one of your siblings tuition and things like that then you come more mm-hmm. thoughtful with giving just like ah, you know what get you like index funds or get you some mutual funds split this stock portfolio or something give them as a gift or something like we become really thoughtful then my question is mm-hmm. my question is because of this whole element of black tax where young young adults black people right so mm-hmm. this is something that might creep up on us if it doesn't praise the lord but 
if it does, here's the question then, how, how then do you balance being able to, to live your best life and yeah. not, and, and not um, miss out on your obligations to your parents, right? I'm not saying that, uh, I don't believe in black tax and everything, but I'm just saying like, there are certain obligations it's that real. you have to parents. Yeah, they're, they're certain, like if they get ill and things like that, of course it will bother us. We want them to get the best education and stuff. They can't afford to probably gonna pay for it. So how then do you balance out you living out your best life and not uh, missing out on those obligations that you have towards your family, your parents, your siblings? Uh, how then do you work that out? Um, from a financial perspective, I I love Hello. investing and stuff. So if mm. I am going to, and Hello? it's something that I've been trying to implement now. Um, of course, like mom and dad have pensions and stuff like that. But you know, everybody pays to what you call this NAPSA. And NAPSA mm. isn't really that. It's not, it's not. Of course, dad might have a but separate a one. Yeah, he also has a separate one, but to supplement that you 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 established a certain level of living that needs to be maintained that's how you can even go older faster so in that regard doing things for them which generate capital so mm. building houses for them so that they can collect um, rentals depositing money in term deposits so that they can also be getting money from interest diversifying that portfolio um, we're really big on farming. Don't just like do like the basic maids. Do something which can be turned into a viable business where they can receive profits from that. Yes, yes. Something like that. More than just like the basic, we're going to plant a few hectares of maize so that we can have milli meal. Then what? Uh, those things are dead. <laughs> we don't do those things anymore. Yes. Also, uh-huh. You see, like I don't know, I don't know how frequently you talk about like money management and finances with your parents. All the time. Something to ask them about because you find that the amount of knowledge and information they have today is so much more than they had whenever they were starting off their their careers and their lives. So when they mm-hmm. even asking them about retirement, you find that I oh, know the only thing I have is like my pension. Like my grandma, my grandma mm-hmm. was waiting for a pension, and the pension when he came, it wasn't a lot. It was like a stipend to live. It wasn't a lot. So now, and even nowadays, like exactly. Like, like I can't have my grandma living on on beans, carpenter, and, and shima until every day. Death. No, you can't. No. Um. So what what you wanna do is you wanna talk to them about like for us nowadays, right? We've got this whole concept of what's your number. What number do you wanna have? when you get to retirement and how do you calculate that number? You calculate your expenses over a year, how much you want to spend per year. Whenever you retire, let's say you want to retire for 25 years before you die, if you find the, the age at which you retire or 30 years, then you multiply your expenses, multiply by the number of years you want to live till death, you've got your number, right? So like that yeah. information, they probably didn't have it when they were starting off their careers. And therefore you find that they, they mismanage some funds or they, diligently, but then when they get to retirement, the number is not the one that they had in mind. They thought that would sustain them because there's also, you have to account for inflation, right? And, and they probably missed that. So you have, to a certain extent, um, some obligations to 
to to deal with it, to handle, help them with when it comes to not that. just that. In other cultures, yeah. parents don't pay for their children's tuition. Mm. All of our parents paid for our tuition. We didn't have to work. We didn't have to lift a single finger more than what we wanted. We just yeah. had to shop to class and mind our own business, learn, study, anything that we needed, they gave us. Ooh, In the Western world, the moment you oh. turn eight, you're on your own. You take yeah. out a loan, you take out a loan, and then you go to school, and then for the next 20 to 50 years, you'll be paying back that loan for your education. Unless, unless Joe Biden's president in the States is gonna <laughs> Well, yeah, but then like, so there's also those types of elements. They, they sacrifice a lot for you. But then like in relation to what you're saying, I think from, we already have the information and we're still like in our 20s. We still have a lot more of our life to live. So some of these oh, yeah. things starts now. Um, start putting aside money in, um, savings account um let it grow and then invest it somewhere don't just invest it anyhow but like diligently and then diversify diversify your portfolio and do the same for your prince so that it doesn't become a situation where you're drowning in burden because then one day you'll want to get married and then you'll have children and then you'll be paying for their tuition in fact, if you can, come up with the amount of children that you have in your head and open accounts for them. Start saving for their, for their tuition now. Yep. Plan. That's actually, very, that's actually very important, seen as we're speaking of finances and mm-hmm. just being savvy money-wise and all that. Um, it's also very important, like what's happening right now. I know this probably would be away from parents, but what's happening now in the sense that we're talking as friends and like the boy are bringing in information, which is valuable. Like, this is how you should do this. And Alan, you're also chipping in and, you know, everybody's chipping in and everyone is listening. And it's very important to take note because also now I'm taking it. This is where, this is the part where I'm taking it from parents and bringing it to just our age range, right? As friends, it's important that we boost each other up in, in, the aspect of finances is very, very important because I'm trying to be rich. Okay. I'm not trying to be broke. And if I'm going to be investing, exactly. Yes. The kind of wealth where, you know, like Elon Musk who lost 15 billion in a night and yes. he just dropped to be the second richest person in the world, that kind of wealth. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so, well, that's that's if we envision ourselves getting to that point then we need to help each other get to the points that we want to help each other get to when we get to those points then we can look at saying okay i can help my parents out if they need help okay i can do this if they need this and that because money there's a reason why the bible says do money is the what money is the root of all evil there's a reason the why love, I personally think the love, the love of money. money is the root of evil. Yes, I personally think it's because money is actually really important. Christ is most important, but money is really important mm-hmm. in our day-to-day life. This is what determines where you live, your status, what you drive, how you eat, 
your health, it, all these things. Money is what determines all these things if you're looking at it from outside the spiritual aspect of things. So it's very important that we actually boost each other up in, 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 that, in that route. I just thought I should say that and throwing it aside, parents, because lately I've done a lot of introspective, you know, mm-hmm. thinking and processing. And, it, you know, I've been, I, it's giving me anxiety. I'm not where I want to be when I wanted to be at 25, you get? And mm-hmm. I'm beginning to think like time's running out, you know, as much as we're saying we're really young and all that stuff. And we still have a lot of life ahead of us. The truth of the matter is it's five years until you're 30 and then 10 years until you're 35 and 15 until you're 40. Like mm-hmm. think about that and then realize that 40 is the age our parents are at now. Can I, can I, and see where they are. I've got, can I, can I uh-huh. say two things, two things, two things. First of all, yes. I thought, I thought this would be some interesting statistics just to drop in. I'm um, speaking of Elon Musk. Did you guys know yeah. that, um, What's his name? Jeff Bezos, right? At the beginning mm-hmm. of COVID, yeah. he lost so much money, right? Like because, mm-hmm. or like most of the billionaires lost so much money. And then between the time of February to December, I think of 2020, um, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. millionaires like gained enough money like back to, to get almost 70% back to how rich they were before. But Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. right? earned so much money that he could give each of his employees in Amazon a $105,000 bonus. That's how rich this man, and he would still be rich. Be the world's richest man. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how rich yeah. he is. No, it's not He's got a skill. International business. Of attracting cash. Yeah. Not Number- just that, like, uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. We'll talk business later. Continue, Number Shana. two, number two, Mumus. As you're talking about, like, just um, how you're feeling with being at this age and um, where you are in life. I feel like I think we constantly need to remind each other, even as friends. Um, it's like it's a daunting, and I know I can't I can't speak as much because I'm younger than you guys, but even. For me, I also have to remind myself that we're in a different time where there's a lot of people our age or people you guys age that are doing things that are probably a lot, like they're a lot bigger and better than we would probably ever manage to do. But their journey mm-hmm. their own journeys. And not only that, um, although our parents also went through their own thing when they were our age, I feel like for us, our individual journeys are different and our timing of when we're going to be able to stand up on our two feet or like be able to do what we want to do. I feel like it's all different in every circumstance. And all we have to look at is getting not only, not only the goal, but like the journey there is so much more important because we learn so many things. So these times times when we do feel down, I feel like it's important that we constantly just remind each other. It's so important that it comes from other people as well, not just ourselves that we're doing the best that we can with what we've got. And we need to yeah. be easier on ourselves and where we are at this time. And that the things that we see all the time are not always all they cut out to be. Mm-hmm. Forgetting yeah, Instagram is a lie. Mm-hmm. 
to why I'm leaving Instagram. Okay. Yeah. But with what Shannon, oh, sorry, babe. But with, with what Shannon has said, in as much as that's also happening and just being kind to yourself and all, that doesn't mean you should stay wallowing as well, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. That, like, do something about it. Like, yeah. keep putting putting an effort into doing something to make your situation better than just sitting and saying, oh, okay, it's going to get better yeah. without you doing anything. Yeah, yeah. You can't sit on the that's really, that's, like, that's like good what it is. Thing. Uh, like it is what it is lifeful it is what it is you too but it, it's that's what i'm saying mm-hmm. you can't sit on the couch and be saying it is what it is sit at your desk and yeah. be like oh it is what it is yeah like search for something be innovative be creative build yourself learn a new skill do something don't waste away while you're just multiple kidding. income streams exactly yeah. figure them out I feel oh. like if you're working, you know that 2012 was was a year that exposed that if you only have one income, yo, 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 life is not for you. Um, <laughs> no, for real, like we saw people lose their jobs in the US. What 3.5 million people lost their jobs? Filed for unemployment benefits. That that's a lot. That's a lot of people, and it's crazy that. Jeff Bezos and all the rich people, the, at least most of the billionaires in the US, they made a total amounting to $3.7 trillion. They well, could have paid those people. That exactly could have paid everybody that lost jobs and they'll still have change exactly. to keep millions. But, but of course, the world, the world, it's not what even so Yeah, they built like billion dollar business. <laughs> These guys make money in their, their garages. Thank you guys for this <laughs> episode of Friday Night Conversations. 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 Yeah. All right. <laughs>